to what is this the fourth episode technically yes the fourth episode of hometown boys we have a special guest on today his name is tyler fessler my brother um and then obviously we have our co-host my father as normal but welcome everyone good to be with you guys yeah, now now a little bit about Tyler and everything. He's my older brother. Granted, I'm still taller than him and everything. Um, but this last week, he went to the soccer game in Vegas. And now we haven't really talked about that much about soccer or anything on our podcast yet. But kind of walk us through your experience of going to the game and everything like that. Yeah, of course. I'd, lo- I'd love to kind of go over that. Thank you guys for having me. I... Have been able to do some podcasts. Just a little plug for myself. Go check out Get the Ball Rolling. Been basically a tutor for these guys for uh, for a couple of years now. They're just branching out on their own. But no, uh, I had the opportunity to go down to Las Vegas. I over the past couple of years, I've had the opportunity to coach a youth soccer team. And in coaching that team, all of my players they want to know how to get better. They want me to know each individual position. They want to talk about their favorite players. And so I've slowly became more and more invested in soccer. And so when I saw that the U.S. championship tour was going to be coming to Las Vegas and only living an hour 45 from Allegiant Stadium, I bought the tickets and my wife and I were able to go down and watch AC Milan take on FC Barcelona. I guess to preface this, it was – I. I've been to an NFL game. I've been to an NBA game. Sat really close at both of those. Gone to NASCAR race. I've seen baseball. Never major league, but I've seen you know at least Triple A baseball uh, with Hayden in Las Vegas as well. However, I've never seen soccer, and something that was a completely different, unique experience. And to be honest with you guys, I don't think I've been ever been not impressed with athletes than watching them. And that sounds really rude, and I mean it in the nicest way, but they just looked like a bunch of his regular dudes. Now, their skill was unmatched. They're, they're, they had some of the best ball handling skills. They were fast. Their soccer IQ was awesome. They're really just a bunch of like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, dudes running around kicking a ball. It was really fun to watch it. Barcelona, obviously, you know, storied uh, club in Catalonia, Spain. I was able to watch uh, a couple of my favorite players on their team, along with Rafa Leao for AC Milan. Uh, I'm more of a Milan fan, so I was I, I was repping the AC Milan, the Rosinari. But uh, the first half ended up in a nil-nil, uh, you know, at halftime. Once when they went back out into the second half, I think 10 minutes in, uh, Taki, I believe is the guy's name, uh, hit a screamer from about 25 yards out. And then Barcelona just kind of sunk back into in more of a defensive-minded set and then uh, kind of just let the game come to them. AC Milan was just never able to put a ball in the back of the net. One thing, though, before I kind of you know turn over to you guys again, uh, Barcelona has a 16-year-old. Uh, he was 15 last year. I believe he's the, the youngest player to ever play in the Liga uh, in an actual game. And he, I believe he came on against Real Betis last uh, spring in May. But I was able to see him, and he was one of the few people that, that really, really impressed me. Like 16 years old, he was going up and making moves that you see, you know, 35-year-olds make. You, you see 30. Like people have been playing soccer professionally in Europe for, for years and years. Uh, I was able to see this 16-year-old for, for Barcelona, and it was amazing. Anyway, that's kind of the recap. I had so much fun. My wife absolutely enjoyed it as well. Always good to get out of the house and uh, go down to Allegiant Stadium. But that was my experience uh, watching AC Milan take on FC Barcelona. Good. That, that, that's some good stuff, you know, a little bit of soccer and everything. I, I wish I could have went to the game, but, you know, didn't want to spend money to just watch a boring soccer game, in my opinion. <laughs> I would love to go to another one soon, but, you know, got to save up my money to do something else a little bit more um, entertaining, you can say. But that's good. I know you love soccer, and you can't stop talking enough about it, especially your little team you have. Everything's great. Um, but this last week, you know, coming kind of out of soccer a little bit, we had football start up for the first time. Us as a family, we love football, right? We 
we love it. We enjoy it, everything about it. Now, today I was watching a video on YouTube, and I kind of just want to get your guys' opinion about it. Um, there was a lot of issues with last night's game that happened between the Jets and Browns. Um, the lights went out. Players didn't have showers afterwards. They had a setup. The players had a setup early, have early run-throughs and everything like this. Um, from both of you, what do you think the NFL can do better to improve? This is like opening weekend. Like, how can you have so many problems as this NFL is so big and you're representing so many, like, talented athletes that are getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? Well, I'll say this because, A, it's not an NFL football stadium. That's at Canton, Ohio. It's, I mean, it's equivalent to like a Weber State stadium. So, I, and they only play the one game there. I mean, I, they have bowl games there and stuff like that. But as a pro team, now, granted, I, I mean, they, it not having showers, that's not right. But lights going off, that's that hasn't happened before there, but I just, I don't know. It's a preseason game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't even dress. Uh, Sauce Gardner didn't dress. They didn't even play. So it was like, it's almost like a glorified scrimmage at this time. So I don't, for me, oh, well, go play. You know what I mean? You're, you're just, you're going to be spoiled other ways and you're going to get it. So for me, eh, not a big deal. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I I guess similar similar thoughts. To be honest with you, I watched one series, and similar to to Dad there to to Sean, I just think if this came if this happened and I don't know the Super Bowl when oh wait that did happen in the Super Bowl no I kid um if if this happened opening week right Arrowhead under the lights week one and all of a sudden the lights go out maybe I'd have a problem. But to be honest with you, no, I, I this that doesn't bother me. It like like Dad said, it's a glorified scrimmage. It's preseason. Yes, it's great to have football back. It's been what feels like ages. We've made it through the off season. It's great to have it back on the TV. But these guys are just trying to make the team. Aaron Rodgers didn't play, right? It is it just doesn't really draw me to 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 go and watch it until you know after the, the once when the first week kicks off. So if this happens week one, maybe it's more of a story, but come on, it's preseason. I don't think it really matters in the long run. And I'll yeah, say this, I, I mean, go, I yeah, do I like go. preseason. I like preseason games because you get to see those people who are the backups. Now, some of them won't make the 53 roster, but I like to see a preseason game. But again, you had the Jets and the Browns. Is that, I mean, wow, wow. I don't know. That wasn't yeah, I mean, that wasn't like, my cup of tea. I mean, I'm not drawn to. There was nobody of a backup on the Jets. I mean, Zach Wilson started, played two series. I mean, that that was fun to watch him. Fun to see him kind of grow up a little bit and be a little bit humbled by Aaron Rodgers going there. I mean, he looked great against second team, third team players. Uh, but like I said, there was nobody else that I was like tuning in to see. Now, if it had been the Chiefs maybe a different story yeah but i mean like you got to think like you you have these players coming out week one you know in like the preseason and they get this like this is supposed to be like a glorified you know like hall of fame induction you know people live for this moment and then they get there and like you said it's not a good game do you think the nfl not say get rid of the preseason i personally never loved the preseason I'm glad football's back on. Don't love the preseason. Now, do, do you think they should get rid of that? Or should they, like, you know, substitute it, have a couple preseason games where, you know, each team plays one or two games, and then we're rolling? Because, I mean, you're having your final rosters and everything like that, but at a certain point, you're losing viewership on just getting these guys, like you said, more scrimmage time. I think if you take it, like, if, if you want to make the Hall of Fame game something really big, make it the first game of the year. You know what I mean? But that it, it, that's kind of a pageantry tradition of football. You have it here for the preseason. I think preseason's necessary. These games are necessary. Now, I think uh, also because of America's love for football, the stadiums, they're wanting because now now you'll go back where you won't be you'll be in your home stadium or away stadium or something like that they can make money off of i mean you could you can feel 
an 80,000 stadium with, you know, 50 plus thousand and all those guys are buying drinks and food and, and stuff, you're going to make money. So I, I get that's what the NFL is for. Plus coaches want to see what these guys, what they're investing in as their second string. So I don't necessarily say get rid of the preseason. I don't think preseason needs to be like five games. I think they could do it in two or three games, you know, ready to go, be ready. So now hold on. Hold, take. Uh, I want to jump in here. Dad, you, you as a, as a football savant, football coach of 20 plus years, 25 years, I believe is how long you had been at it. You telling me going into your camp, at whatever high school you were coaching at, you didn't already know who your second string was going to be, who your third string was going to be. Yes, but there's there there's a difference in in players who play in pads. There's a difference in players. There's amazing players like kids that we would have that could be great in shorts. You go out there, they'd be just amazing, right? And then you put on the pads and you put them in the game, and they were garbage. And vice versa. There's kids that are really good on game days but not so good at practice. And so, I mean, so you want to see both sides of it. There's some guys that are just gamers. They're just over the years in football. I, I'd seen it like at practice. They weren't really good, but game time come, they would put the helmet on and it was like, they just became, they were just gamers. It was just game time. But like, even now the games change though, you know, you have, I mean, even like you can go down to like the WFFL, the little league that we played in, right? You have, you can't practice in pads all day. This is like the games change where they're, they're more of a cautionary now and you can't just dress up in pads every day. So like you said, like, you know, go back to what Tyler said. It's like, how are you going to know? You kind of already have an idea of who's your second string going to be. Now these you know, NFL players, they're still playing in shorts. They have their shoulder pads on and helmet on. But that, I mean, I know shorts is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But it's still like at what point you got to draw the line of being like, okay, we're really cautious. You know, you have your kids selected. And now we're talking about preseason and everything. It's like that just, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, hey, you, we're taking such a cautionary standard. These kids are growing up nowadays, not even practicing full and pads only like three or two times a week. Yeah. To answer the question, do you know who your first stringers are generally going into it? Yes. Are there kids that can surprise you? Yes. Over, over my years, I've had kids where I'm like, holy cow, I didn't see him. He didn't do it. All of a sudden we put him in a game and he played very, very well. You know, I, I, that, I mean, those are the things and that's what they're hoping to find in those preseason games. But I think in a pro setting, you're dealing with millions of dollars. Are you willing to give this player number 52 on your roster, you know, a, a contract that you're going to be paying out? And is he going to benefit your team? That's what so, I look through more preseason. Is so for. Here, here's the thing that I, that I see preseason. I'm not, I'm not dogging on this preseason. I think there's something to be said. Uh, both Hayden and I uh, were, were cross country runners in college and coach always had to simulate a race before the first race of the season. Hayden was a little bit different. He was, it was during COVID, but we always got uh, a practice race in where it was like, we're racing. We're going to be hitting times, have that feel go through your warmups. I understand the idea of it. What I'd like to see the NFL do in, in my opinion, I think the coaches know you've got OTA, you have OTAs, you have uh, mini camps, you have training camps, they know who their starters, they know their second string, they know their third string. What I'd like to do and what I'd like to see the NFL do in these situations, uh, especially preseason, is try out some of these new rules. So, for example, the XFL kickoff, instead of just guys going in and just smashing into each other, try the XFL kickoff and see how it looks. See if we can we can do that. In the NFL. Can that be replicated? Take some of the ideas that the USFL and the XFL have had that are either making football more safe or more fun to watch, whatever, and seeing if it, if we want to implement that. In- and we saw a few years ago uh, when Hayden Saints, they got a horrible pass interference call, non-call against the Rams, right? The year after, everyone overreacted. They instituted that you could challenge the, the interference. Well, how about you institute that in the preseason? Try it out. Put on, put, put, it's like going to a store. Put on the shirt, walk around a little bit in it, check it out. 
And then if it doesn't fit, if you're like, that was kind of tedious to allow coaches to, to challenge on pass interference, then don't have, then don't replicate that into the regular season. And if you're like, Hey, you know what? I like the shirt. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to take it home. This is what I like. That's what I think preseason needs to become. Um, I'll still allow the run through and stuff like that, but we have more games than what we've ever had before at 17. These guys are, have, have the best training in the world. Like, I don't see the point of having three extra games just to run around and, and say it's happening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes. like, you can even say, like, with the NBA and everything, like, they they go through a couple of rules, you know, not not many in the summer league or anything, but they go through it, like you said, kind of try on the shirt, get what it's like, and, you know, if you like it, keep it. I totally agree with you. That would be awesome. Um, necessarily, I don't want to see football change to, you know, XFL, because I think XFL has its own spin and taste on things that you're like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. Um, what would be crazy is I know the N- NBA is doing this, right? They're having this midseason tournament, everything like that. And I know it's hard to do it in football, but you two being football fanatics and everything, um, how would you feel about, you know, you get through week eight, week nine, and you've played your some conference games. You have your conference games at the end of the season as well, your divisional games. Imagine if you were like, okay, we're going to set up the four best teams in this week, kind of have it blocked off, or even to like a tournament play where you have for two weeks in a row, you're going against, you know, an 8-0 team on whoever side, right? You just take the best teams against the best teams, and you play this tournament and, you know, winners go, losers are out. They just play a normal game the next week. How would you guys feel about that coming to the NFL? Or do you think it ever will? No, it never will. And I don't like it at all. Because football and basketball are apples to oranges. But it's still but it's still a, a tournament. You don't have Yeah, but in football, football you get in football, it's you got you get so banged up in one week. You you it takes the body so much to it, and I think they already do that by setting the schedule. I mean, you look at the Chiefs last year; they played like the one of the hardest. They played they played the Bengals, they played the Bills, they played uh, the Dolphins. They played. I mean, they played all the tough teams and their division, which ended up not being so tough. But still, the first everybody's like, "Holy cow!" And, and they still played. You still got to see the Bills and the Chiefs play. You still got to see the Bengals and the Chiefs play. And you still got to see, you know, those tough teams who, like, because the number ones play the number ones. And I think that's already built into the schedule in the NFL. Yeah. And I guess my thought on it, Hayden, and I, I believe that the in-game tournament, so – just so you guys know, we'll, we'll get we'll get into a little bit. We'll go down the soccer road for a second, right? So we'll just talk English Premier League. You can talk about the Bundesliga. You can talk about Serie A. So they have so each each teams in European soccer, right? They have their regular schedule. They're going to play their regular games, and then they on top of that they play a cup, Italian cup, a German cup, uh, the FA Cup if you're in England, on top like mixed in throughout the season. So on Sunday, they play a Premier League game, and maybe on Thursday, um, it allows the teams like Sheffield United, uh, Crawley, Birmingham City to then go and play against Manchester City and get the – and maybe maybe knock them off. It allows Manchester City to play their academy players, lower-level players. Anyway, the point of this is that soccer does this, and they have these mid-season tournaments. We see it right now with the League's Cup, MLS, and League MAX. But – the thing is, that's established tradition, and it means something. It was created at the conception of the sport. So when the Premier League started back in the 1800s, the FA Cup was a, along with it. Now, I'm not saying that this basketball tournament isn't going to happen, isn't going to be a success. I think it definitely is. But just to pull something, there, there's just no tradition behind it, so the fans aren't as invested, especially football fans. I love it for the NBA. I think it's going to be phenomenal. But yes. You, You've also got to make it worth the players' while as well. I mean, like in the FA Cup, I mean, they get they get the trophy, but they're getting millions and millions of dollars, game checks and stuff like that. You've got to make it worth their while. Maybe in a college football setting, it would work a little bit better. Maybe you do it where it's like, you know, Weber State takes on – you do like a Weber State versus BYU and an SUU versus Utah and a Utah State versus Utah Tech. 
and you do a Utah Cup, but I don't I don't think it could A be replicated on the NFL level, B there's no tradition, and C I think the best place for it would be college football, but it would have to be worth their while for the universities and you know even the NFL in in order to have that. I just think it doesn't work with football. Just the way football is the the pounding, the the grind. You can you can play like you said, you can play you can play three soccer games in a day. They really can't. Those kids, when you play in the cup, they you could play three soccer games. Yeah, they're a little tired, and yes, they're going to be there, but they could do it. Uh, you know, baseball games, same thing. Double headers, not a big deal. You can't run. You can't take your best of your best and have them play each other and beat up each other. I mean, just for the sake of, oh, that would be cool to watch. You know what I mean? Right. That's why you have the playoffs. That's why that's why the Super Bowl is so big is because technically that's the two best teams in your league that have went through the the uh, true playoff system to get there. It's set up by the strength of schedule and making it there, you know, and you generally in the pros generally I would be speaking, you generally get your best two teams in the league playing yeah i guess i get that i mean like i was just kind of going for you know maybe like spark something new because you know there's always something new that can happen in nfl or nba or something they're always trying to change the game i completely agree i don't think there would ever be something like that i think it might be cool in college football like tyler was saying but i I love it in basketball i'm i i would love to see it in nba that that that'd be awesome I think I think the one thing Hayden that that could maybe be introduced, and and I can, I know we haven't really talked about it, but I could kick it to you guys. Take the four bottom teams, do a playoff within the playoffs, right? Playoffs are going; they're going to be paying for the Super Bowl. Take like the four or six bottom teams in the league, do a tournament. The winner of that tournament gets the first round pick. I could see maybe something like that, which would incentivize so you don't a have tanking because the Cardinals. Uh, Texans, Buccaneers, they're going to be horrific this year. Maybe it incentivizes the teams to then actually play. So it's like, hey, we suck. We're the bottom six, but we're actually playing for something being the first round pick for, you know, the 2024 NFL draft. I like that. I, yeah, get that. Princess, I like that. that. That's cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that was that was a lot of good football talk that we were able to talk about. Really dive deep into it. Um, I kind of want to bring up something a little bit funnier, something to lighten the mood a little bit after that. And I think it's funny because all three of us are married right now, right? And this is going to yep. kind of be our "Would You Rather" segment, kind of see what's up and everything. And so I was thinking about it last night, and I I absolutely thought it was hilarious. Not to build it up or anything, right? So it it says, would you rather be gassy on a first date or on your wedding night? Hello? Hmm. I would definitely be gassy on a first date. On a first date? On a first date, yes. Because you can kind of, like, if you're really gassy... You're kind of just, you know, you can kind of seep it here and there. You know, you got the belly gurgles. And also, <laughs> here, here you go. You're going to show her some true colors. Yeah. See, I, I want to disagree. I think the wedding night would be better. Dude, she's already got the ring on her finger. It's already signed, sealed, delivered. Where is she going to go? Okay. Like, I mean, the word well, like... Where is she gonna go? She's not gonna divorce you after just going through that marriage. Okay, right? but let's let's do this because there are farters and there's non-farters, and and all of a sudden, if you're gassy on your wedding night and your wife's a non-farter, she is not gonna be happy. She's but, absolutely not gonna be happy, regardless if you have the ring on the finger or not, because the first date, if she doesn't like you on the first date and you farted, that's stupid. If, if she doesn't like you on that, but your wedding night, that's a night that you'll probably, there'll be some stories you'll remember your entire life. Okay, well, what about this? You're talking about people who fart and who don't fart, right? 
What yes. about the people who are like, you know, you're dating them, you think they're really sweet, they're really nice, our mother in general, and then all of a sudden one day they fart and it's free game after that. Now, for me, I would personally probably take the wedding night too. I got to agree with the wedding night. I don't think a first date I would ever do that. I mean, funny first little date story. Um, when I When I went out with my wife, right, we went to this ice cream place. I have really bad stomach issues. You two know it. <laughs> Everything, right? We're sitting there. We're eating ice cream in the car. I'm getting to know her. And all of a sudden, it hits me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I have to go to the bathroom right now. Now, it w- there was no, I'm going to let this little one out. It was full on. I have to go to the bathroom right now. I can't do this on the first day. I'm sitting in my car, right? So I make up this excuse, and I'm like, hey, I got to work on this project with a team that I'm working on in my class. So I got to go home. I'll talk to you later. We can do this another night. And she's like, sure. You know, bless her little sweetheart. Now I'm driving home. I'm going about like 70 down like a 40 street because I'm about to crap myself. Now, I don't know what's going on through my wife's head at this time. I've never really kind of asked her about this. And, you know, I was speeding and... I make up an excuse. I'm like, oh, we could actually do it a little bit longer. Let me just go grab my computer really quick. And then I, then I, I'm not going to lie. I let out some gas at that point and I felt a lot better. And I was like, oh no, I'll just take you home. Now, this is a crazy first date story that I ended up meeting. That was my wife during that story. Yes, I passed some gas on the date, but at the end of the day, she still loved me, but I would personally redo that entire situation and not have to deal with the stomach issue and just wait till the wedding night yeah wedding night you can pass it off like hey i didn't eat a lot at the reception hey i'm really nervous like we just got married i mean there's a lot more excuses than first date like no man all right so you guys you guys are saying things like this but let me throw this at you then when is it okay then to say little white lies because you're basically lying realistically if you look at it hayden you made up a story because you didn't want her to know that you had that you have stomach issues but eventually she's going to find out eventually so you tell a little white lie so when is it okay to tell the little white lie when your system when you're not freaking crapping yourself it's okay when you're hurting yourself and you gotta poop you can tell well, why a can't you just tell her, hey, listen, I just ate something. My belly's not right. Give me a second and I'll come back. No, because then they think you're a freak because you have stomach issues. And let's say it's one of those, you know, sit down, watch YouTube for 20 minutes kind of deal. And you're sitting in the bathroom. Or, oh, my gosh, I have so many stories of me and being on dates. <laughs> or pooping. Good <laughs> heaven. Well, I understand that. But what I'm saying, is it okay? Is that okay for a white lie? Do you feel good about that? Or should you be open and honest? I know white, white lie, man. Yeah, I think white lie, bro. Yeah. So, so you're saying it's okay to lie. It's okay to lie when you don't know the person fully yet. Agreed. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Is, uh, no, no, I did. I see. I'm going to disagree. I don't think you should tell. I don't think you should tell white lies. That's that's like that's like cheating. It's whoa, like, whoa, there's whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, because lying, lying is bad. Okay, it's, so 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 you so what's kids, if you are under the age of twelve, please tune off right here. Let's talk about Santa Claus. That that was essentially a lie. That was a told little white entire child. A okay, little white okay, lie. You can't, but it was nope, for the magic. Nope. It nope. was the illusion. No, nope. it was Santa. different. That's no. different. That's different. That's a whole different topic. Can parents lie to kids? Yes. Yes, you no. can. Yes, 100%. At a certain point in time, you can tell truths as a parent. I'm talking about, we are talking about dating, to, uh, uh, things like that. When is, when it, when is it okay to say little white lies? You shouldn't. I, I think, I think personally, um, when you're dating, you're going through the process, you know, I think it's okay if you tell a lie until you guys officially start dating. A little white lie. I don't think it's going to hurt their feelings at all until you make it official. Now, I know that's a big, like, Utah thing of, like, making things official, you know, defining the relationship. But at that point, you have both of each other's trust in a relationship. 
where you don't necessarily need to tell that white lie and be like, ah, I got a poop. Like, that's, that's completely You different. don't have to say poop, but you could say, I have to use the bathroom. Then she yeah, but you. if you say if you, you know? say that like, what, what person she... if she likes you, she already likes you. Like, I mean, you you like because hey, first boomer, aren't like boomer. This hey, first time you've gone out, freaking nineteen ninety. Okay, no, stop. Eighty. You guys you already no hung out. You've been each other. Like. Your first date wasn't the first time you met Aria. That was not the first time. You'd been with her in class. You've hung out with her. Then you went on a date. You guys do that. That's how it is nowadays. There's no like, let's go out. You guys <laughs> mingle. You hang out for months. So you basically know the person. And then you take them out on the first date. I don't know. Well, okay. Tyler, how about you? You know, you met your wife was, you met her, right? Not like together or anything in your first date imagine if you would have farted mm-hmm. on that date do you think you would have still married her and she would have been like fine with it or what do you think um would she have been fine with it i don't know uh i was definitely the one to break the fart barrier in our relationship so it was a few dates later it was actually on our couch watching the pirates of the caribbean if you if you want to know i remember the moment caribbean uh but to be honest with you, I, I don't know. That's that like I, I don't see a white lie being a bad thing. I mean, I showed up with my the first date with my wife in basketball shorts and a cross country t shirt because I decided to go for I was a little nervous. I did uh, a couple sets of four hundreds on the BYU Idaho track. So maybe maybe if I would have just let it rip, she would have been fine with it because she was obviously fine with my wardrobe attire. But I don't know. It's hard to say. I but I'm going to side with Hayden. White lies are good. It's no, fine. no. I if you're protecting one's feelings, too. if you're no. protecting one's feelings, no, then, that's false. Yes. That gives a false thing. That's like saying, "Hey, listen, you don't really know me till you know me, and then once you know them, okay." For example, like mine, one of my mine and your mother's ultimate stories. It was the funniest thing we'd ever had. It was the first time she farted in front of me. We were, all, we were in the front room because my mom and dad had rules. And so we were sitting on the front room couch just talking and, and just having fun. And she farted. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, I just farted. And I started laughing so hard. I was laughing my head off. I'd never heard a girl fart besides my mother. And she was always very proper about it to just sneak up and kill you. She never like let it fly. Like I'd never heard a fart from a girl. I thought it was the most funniest thing I'd ever heard. And she wanted to leave. I was on the floor laughing and she was walking out the door and I was crawling to her saying, don't leave, don't leave. Because I knew she felt so bad. So what I made her feel like it's okay because I'm a farter. This is what I do. So I made her feel it was okay, but it's still one of the funniest things. Now, we still laugh about that. We still, that's one of the funniest stories we have in our, in our marriage, right? Because y'all like poop jokes. But but that's what I'm saying. But, but if, if I had to talk, it was okay. Mom showed me her true self right there. You know what I'm saying? If she would, if we would have been sitting on the couch and she had gas problems, she knew she was going to fart. And she's like, oh, sorry, I've got to go. I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to go right now and abruptly. Me and my psyche and my anxiety and all that, I would have thought, what did I just do? She just got up. She left because it was something I did. I would have went into a tailspin. I would have been freaking out because, A, we didn't have cell phones. We couldn't talk to each other. And because it was probably past, she would have got home. She wouldn't have called. There would have been all of this horrible anxiety. Would have been awful for me. But she didn't. She let her true colors come out. And there it was. And, and still to this day, she has no problem farting in front of me or okay. you guys or, or anybody. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's bring this scenario between the three of us, okay? So when I had moved back home after going to college, we only had two cars, right? And Hayden decided to take the car, and he was going to go to cross-country practice. It was a Saturday. I was not working that day, so I slept in. 
And Hayden claimed that he just got a scratch on our car. Someone had bumped into him, and he just received a scratch of the car. Now Hayden then goes to cross-country practice, comes home. No, significantly more. Oh, I up mean, to cross country where he wasn't supposed to either. There's a lot of hey, watch it. But hold on, but hold on. He okay. Then we have hey, hey, we had three cars more. at that time. No. Yeah, oh, we no. did. Yeah, we yeah. did. We had the white Ultima. Okay, with three cars. We had three cars. Regardless, oh, yeah. but yeah, didn't that little white line make you feel good just for a little bit? No. Wasn't no. that okay? You no, it was not that. okay. That he said it was a scratch. You weren't was, more upset at him after seeing it, but for that moment, he put no, your mind at, at no ease. point in time that was I <laughs> happy for it. I wanted a, no, there was no like, oh no. The first thing I thought, this was the first thing I thought when he said, "Is he okay?" That was what I wanted to know. It was man, but, you did not wonder if I was okay. You were I, so I, mad on the phone. I, no, ask your mom because she was sitting right there and she goes, and you said. Oh, it's just a scratch. And I said, the first thing I said to her, was he okay? I said, was he okay? Is he okay? And I said, is the car okay? And she goes, it's just a scratch. And I said, you FaceTime him back. I want to see the scratch. And I did. And and it was not a scratch. It was a white lie. You tried (laughs) to get out of it instead of coming clean with me saying, dad, I did all the things you taught me not to do. Because in driver's ed, when you get in a crash, you get their information, you get their insurance, you do all of that. You did none of that because you were afraid. Okay, we're missing a vital part of the story, though. The I... white lie was a white lie, and you got in trouble for it. Yeah, I was great. more mad that you lied to me. That was what I was mad about. I had... Joey, whatever, Buckingham from freaking Great Britain <laughs> missing his two front teeth in a truck. I am 16 years old driving a freaking 1970 Maxima. Okay. 1992. Okay, same thing. He hits me. I go around the corner. I don't know if it's my fault. Still to this day, I don't know. Okay, he gets out and says, it's just a scratch. Count your blessings. And he leaves. Now, me being my age. Flip text and call you. Okay, but this is what I am a driver's ed instructor. You should have known, right? You should have known. To get the information, I tell the kids and I do a whole big spiel about it. Because I tell about how Hannah and the guy and she crashed and they tried to make okay, it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I have a question. In your what? in your teaching experience, right? Yes. Yes. Do you ever uh, Okay, come again, Hayden. Hayden's off. Oh, he is. Something happened. Yeah. Okay, I will send it back and we'll reconnect. Okay, I'm going to let Shep out, but I'll be able to be connected. Okay. Okay, we all good now. I think we're good. Alrighty, well, are we starting this as a new episode? I... I think you wanted to prove you what what I, I want your question because you said something about how students to what yeah you're doing. so I was talking about you know you have a student come up right and what is happening I don't know it's Tyler oh my gosh anyways like you are telling a story to a student right and you're like my friend one time said he went driving and then he died right now not saying that was a story or anything okay. you're telling me you never have said a white lie in a story like that ever to a white lie in a story yes not that i can remember there we go we got him no because i'm saying i'm gonna say i can't say 100 percent sure that i've never 
ever told uh, to say I've done that. But you know me, I am a straight shooter. I don't like, there are a couple things I don't like. I do not like to be lied to, and I don't lie to people. If you want to know my opinion, I'm going to give it to you bluntly. I may uh-huh. sugarcoat the truth. I may sugarcoat it, but I'm going to tell you what I think. Okay. Don't you think? Now, okay. Well, white lies, not white lies. We'll move I don't know. I, just, I think white lies hurt more. And this is a big one I have with my classes and students, and we talk about this one a lot. I think white lies hurt more in the long run for the longevity of what you are. Because let's just say this. Your word is your word. And when you put your word on something, that's what you have. You can have, you can take away all the money in the world and you just strip it down to just people being people. Me, myself, if you don't like me, I want to know. I don't want you to go, well, you're okay. No, I don't want that. If you didn't like being on a date with me, then I didn't want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All righty. Well, we can move on. We can let the listeners kind of just say what they want to say about this, whose side they agree with. I feel like most of the people are going to agree with me and my brother, but, you know, we'll know. see what they say. Santa Claus, man. No, You're no, no, right. no. We, we went to it. Hey, hey, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. All right. <laughs> so last night, new music came out, I guess. Friday morning for some people, depending on where you're at, right? Um, a new song came out with uh, Bozzy, uh, the Jake guy that sings, um, what is it? You know what I'm talking about? The J-B-K-E guy? Jake? Yeah, Jake. Right? It's a great song. It's an amazing song. And there's one other guy on it. I can't think of who it is right now. Um, I know my brother absolutely loves Boy With You, Trauma, that came out. Um, my, my thinking is, like, how do, how do rappers, how do singers come up with their names? Like, I know we came up with, like, Hometown Boys just kind of on the fly. We were like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's just make it. You know, how do people, like, Jake is J-V-A, J-V-K-E. How does that make sense? The people with band names, they just make them up? Yeah, why, why, why is it okay for them to just make it up? Think about, think about Andy on Parks and Rec. He just would go, oh, that'd be a great band name. Scorpion Face. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, X96, they talk about it all the time, band names. It's, it's got to, I think there's got to be meaning. There's probably something there. There's meaning to it. Why do you put it into your band? I mean, but you got a lot of people that just have their names. Sammy Rash, Arden Jones, Ed Sheeran, right? Yeah, but like, okay, but it's even with like kids nowadays, you know? They're like, oh, what's your name? I'm Michaela. Well, how do you spell that? Um, M-A-K-A-Y-I-L-E-Y. <laughs> well, that's because parents. That's because I know, but it's, like, it's the to... same thing. Yes, they want to make a new thing about it. I don't know. I just think it's crazy. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, why? Why does this make sense for people to do? They put in different band names. Yeah, but even like kids' names and everything. I don't know. I mean, you guys are Hayden and Tyler. That's pretty pretty basic. Yeah, you were pretty basic with that. Cool, cool. Because no, because Hayden wasn't. It became popular because of us naming you, but. Um, and and you know, I don't know the 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 thing. I, I think naming kids is different than naming a band. There's a lot that goes into a name. Who who you're naming them after? Where did you come up with it? People you have characteristics. People who have influenced you in your life. Things like that. Those are those are a lot of things that go into names. So may that's band names though i think that's where you all just throw a bunch of names out there and what sticks you think oh that's cool let's go with it yeah that makes sense now for my brother i have a question for him now dad you can zone out to this because you'll probably not like this segment but i want to ask tyler specifically 
you know, you got me on watching these kind of shows. We're both really into anime now. <laughs> what is, I'm watching Black Clover. I'm in the temple part where they're going underwater temple. Amazing scenes, right? Spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Hold on. Just quick note on that. It's not a spoiler when it was released in, like, 2017. Like, if you haven't seen it, you're not going to see it. You know what I mean? True, and I'm not going to see it, but go on. No, but when, that's that's just, like, a PSA for anyone. Like, yeah, I can see a spoiler with, like, Oppenheimer or Barbie. But, man, really? like, if you're telling... Oppenheimer, we know what happens. Good. Nah, we don't know, know exactly but... what happened. Yeah, there's, like, a full-fledged sex scene in it. We call it the Sloppenheimer. I didn't know that happened. Sandra ruined that one for me. Oh, that's you know been I mean? out forever. That has been out forever. They knew that was on there. That's why, yes, they knew that. Tyler, did you know that they knew that back in 1920 when they were dropping that nuclear bomb? They knew that there was a sex scene in the movie? Yes. No, they no. added that to it. No, but what I'm saying is that I don't want to know that. I mean, like, like that's go a ahead. spoiler because it came out. Go back to your dark temple fake voice. No, that was a good weird. thing. What? I mean, like, I like, I like that. I don't like when people, like you said, you can't talk about a freaking show in public because they're like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard it yet. And you're like, bruh, it's literally been out two weeks. Go see it. Okay. But then, then no, because there's sometimes like you can't, what if you can't get to it? Your busy schedule or something. It's like, it's I cool. think there's the line the is like a month. It's a month. If it's been out a month, you can, you can talk about it. Cause I had one kid named Aiden. We're sitting there and they're talking about Star Wars. And first period of the Friday after the show came out Thursday night, he walks in and goes, Han Solo dies. I was yeah, but like, that's just also kids. You know, they want to they wanna be the goofballs and everything. Yeah. I think a month. I think the, the limit is a month. But you said spoilers to Black Clover, man. That came out in 2017. Well, that's like saying spoilers I... to Parks and Rec. Nah, man. There are no spoilers there. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, just... kind of continuing. <laughs> I want to know your opinion about, you know, what are what's the best three animes out now and animes you're looking forward to? So, animes... Now, see, this is where it's going to get tricky, and I know if people in the anime community might get mad. I have my three favorite anime like that have been released. There's obviously the big three. We're not going to get into that. Naruto, One Piece, and, and Bleach. Um, I've watched... A, all of them, but not all the way through. My favorite three anime right now, I really love Black Clover, all-time favorite. Like, I, I, I can watch that when I'm sick, when I'm healthy, when I'm sad. I love that one. Another one that I really like, and it's super, it's super corny, but it's called Rent-A-Girlfriend. I find it absolutely hilarious. And then number three... Of course, it has to be Attack on Titan. Uh, really? Just you want to put it, Demon Slayer in there? Well, so, and this is why I'm not putting Demon Slayer in, because Demon Slayer is what I'm excited, because it's, yes, Attack on Titan has two episodes left in English. Like, that's it. It's over, pretty much. What Demon Slayer is ongoing right now, right? We're in this Swordsmith Village arc. I'm excited for that to come out. That's probably my number one on the horizon coming out if that makes sense yeah but just anime that are out there i love attack on titan i love rent a girlfriend and then to be honest with you the uh darling in the franks super great anime only 26 episodes i know you haven't watched it love that one that's kind of like honorable mention with those other three um but yeah no demon slayer is something that i'm excited to come out with uh there's rumors that um there, there could be like a prequel or a spinoff of Attack on Titan, which would be awesome. Uh, Chainsaw Man, I don't know if you've seen that. That I know that they're going to be coming out with a new season on that. That one's phenomenal. Uh, great animation and stuff like that. But uh, um, yeah, those are kind of the ones that I'm watching slash looking forward to. Of course, it, uh, My Hero Academia, whenever they finish up this arc, you take on Shigaraki. It's coming to the head. Uh, that's going to be super cool when that, when that one releases. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. and I would say My Hero is like an excited one that's coming up in the future. Um, my top three right now, I would say Demon Slayer is number one. I've, I'm recently, you know, haven't watched a ton of anime like you or anything. Um, so I'm like really little on my anime knowledge. I haven't really watched Naruto or One Piece. 
Um, but my my top one is Demon Slayer. I love the animation in it. I think they do a really good job of creating it and everything like that. Um, that's that's my like favorite and like what's going to happen. You know, I honestly would say Black Clover is my number two right now. Now I'm only in like I'm on episode like thirty five. I still have a long ways to go. It's it's awesome how like everything kind of happens and how each story is just unique you know like each anime is just unique enough to make it different where it's like i wish we had that in like you know american cartoons and stuff like that but there's no way they could ever get a hold on what anime has over the entire world um black clover by far probably one of my favorites um getting up there obviously can't beat demon slayer and then my number three i would probably have to do my hero um i do like attack on titan like you said i'm going to rewatch it all and kind of watch it all in like a month or something just rewatching kind of like relive the experience of attack on titan and like kind of what it is because i feel like that was the first anime i watched and i haven't really like had that knowledge since then you know Mm -hmm. now to bring dad into this along the same lines and why i say that because it just spurred in my thought if you guys could go back I'm I'm a genie and I pop out of a bottle and I say you guys can take one show that you absolutely love but you're going to be able to rewatch it for the first time again. What show would that show be? What do you mean, like a TV show, a cartoon? It doesn't matter. Any show. If you could go back and just be like, I love that show so much. Could even be a movie. Yeah, we could open it up to that. I mean, I'm more specifically show because. I remember how I felt watching Attack on Titan for the first time by myself, you know, while my wife's asleep, freaking out because it was so crazy. I That one would probably be on the top of my list. But if there was a show you guys could go back and watch, first time clean slate, you don't remember anything, what would it be? Dad, you want to take this one? Well, I would... I now I'm gonna get a little nostalgic here, but Dukes of Hazards. Oh I, my gosh! I would go you back. Just age yourself so much. I would go back and say Dukes of Hazards. You asked me, like you want You're to know. You're telling a show me out of all like loved all the shows Hazards. you've watched, all of them, watched every it. single one. There's every not one before Friday Dukes of Hazards. Seven p.m. Dukes of Hazard was on because after that Dallas came on, and it was Friday night. That's what you did. You just watched Dukes of Hazards. What you did. <laughs> that was like the show of shows you watched. I would go back. You said shows. You didn't say movies. You said shows. True. I, I did say show because I think a movie is a little bit different. Like, yeah, movie movies different. You're right for sure. Mm-hmm. Cartoon wise, wow, there were so many barnyard cartoon, <laughs> cartoon wise. I don't know because they're like, there was like He Man and the Thundercats, and and you know, like you had, and if we want to even go back further, back when the Justice League and DC was such the popular cartoon i loved watching those on saturday mornings because that's what we did you know scooby-doo things like that well okay i'll say this my tv show from my childhood i would want to see for the first time again as a child and in that situation sweet life is zach and cody hands down i think that would be amazing to rewatch <laughs> that there's there's like that was our childhood you know <laughs> crash of bernstein <laughs> that was a great show too that i mean was a great like show. yeah but with i mean like sticking with anime even like you know i would i would love to see attack on titan again honestly any of the films watching it again but i think i would do it differently and watch it with a group of people if i had the choice i think it's a lot more fun when you have people to talk about it with than if you're watching it by yourself and you know that firsthand yeah what yeah. what was your first show that you'd rewatch again? No, I, why I said it was it was Attack on Titan because I felt like that one was the one that like moved me the most. Like it was so crazy, 
And some of the reveals in that was just next level. That would be on my short list. Now, I know I didn't say movies, but it, w- the movie that I would choose, just throwing it out there, would be Avengers Endgame. Again. Like, I want to go back to Cap catching Thor's hammer and fighting Thanos again and just going, watching it and being like, this is so freaking awesome. Just getting that feeling again. But for sure, Attack on Titan would be would be out there um as as something that i would i would want to rewatch probably close to the office um for for no yeah. you know not animated but the office for sure um just how funny it is okay now now kind of going off that same thing you know like what's a moment in your life that you would want to go back and relive not not saying like your wedding or like big holidays or big events you know i'm saying like a time when you were sitting there and you're like oh my gosh I love my life. I love what I'm doing. Because I feel like we have a lot of these experiences. We just don't really, you know, realize it or, like, even get back to it. I mean, I'll go first on mine. Um, Two kind of a little bit. Um, Last year, me and my brother and a bunch of friends went up to the Landslide Festival. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's in Cedar City, Utah. You go off a bunch of slides. They have a DJ at night, they had a live concert with Ty Verdes, who came, who we both loved. And are you still on, Tyler? Yeah. We lost him again. That was, that was a good point that he was making there. With what? With with moments, uh, to we might have to end this recording and then start a new one. Yes, can I okay. now? I can take all three of these and put them together, right? Yeah, you just need to, and then you should be able to edit it, and you just over this, like you can cut this out. I know you're able to. I know. I think I'll be able to. All right, I'll send I'll, again. I'll send it again. Uh, sorry about that. I had to help my sister-in-law really quick. Okay. What? Well, we'll ju- we'll just cut it, bub. Dad will just have to edit it. Okay, you were saying, Hayden, when you were at the landslide, Ty Verde's being Yeah, there. I would say, like, that was such, like, a memorable moment. You know, I lose, I lose my brother. I'm kind of standing by myself. I lose some of my friends. I'm still with, like, two of them. Right. You know, he walks right past me. I'm able to touch his luscious skin. Right. And it's like just moments like that where I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this, like life is amazing. I feel like that was a moment for me in my life. Um, I feel like concerts I get it the most are just listening to music. But I just want to know your guys is kind of. Go ahead, Tyler. So there's actually two that come to mind. I mean, you're like, yeah, concerts for sure. I think just the the euphoria you feel, um, like when you and I went and saw AGR with Megan, my favorite band, I found them back when I was a sophomore in high school, followed them ever since, of course, you know, but really the two that came to mind, the first one was, and, and I'm, I'm sad that you guys weren't able to be there, but the race that I had my sophomore year uh, at the University of San Diego, uh, that was, I, it was the best race I ever raced. It was the fastest I ever raced. I placed top 20 in the race. That was an amazing moment and everything just kind of lined up. And when I got done, I was like, I'm in college. I have a fiance. I am fast. I'm living my dream. I'm, uh, uh, when I was living in Puerto Rico and, and honestly, it really wasn't, I, I don't even know the day. I just know that um, Elder Russell and I, when we were walking down, we were walking down the street in Aguadilla, and in and it's on the west side of Puerto Rico. And as you're walking down the street, you can where where you're right next to the beach, you're always able to see the ocean. But as you're kind of coming around the point of the island on the on the northwestern island, you can kind of look back and see crash boat you see the city you see where christopher columbus came in on his boat and it was just the perfect temperature 
It had been a perfect day. And I just remember going, holy crap. I don't know if my life can get much better than this. I'm in Puerto Rico. I have no responsibilities really whatsoever. Like I love being here. So those are the two moments I think in my life where it was, it really like, of course, like your wedding day, stuff like that. Like those are obvious choices, but those are just two days that I think that stick out more than, than any in, in my life. That's awesome. Okay, Dan, bring her home. I mean, so uh, me being much older, much more experienced, things like that. I don't to say. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard. We heard. We heard how much older you are than us. What moment? One moment. I would say, and I'll be a little cliche here. As a father, when you have your whole family together with you, and you're just together everybody's happy those moments like that those are probably some of the most precious moments that i as a that in my that make me happy now one when you said that a thing came to my mind a story and this goes back to when i was coaching at clearfield because i was very happy i loved all the guys i was coaching with had a brotherhood there that was thick and deep i meant met you know, one of my ultimate greatest friends and, and confidants and coach Johnson and the yeah, kids. You didn't, you didn't have to deal with me yet too, huh? No, you were there. You were, you were there. I you was were. like three years old though. Yes. We didn't get on our rebel phase yet. No, but you guys, this is what it was. So this is a, this is a moment that I remember is we were playing Springville and we were supposed to really just really we had a we this was a team that should have won state i mean they they we had all of the workings to win state with this team and there was some issues with the kids but we went into double overtime against springville and our kids came off the field after they shook the hands and they're running up the alleyway and now you guys would always play football on the heel and you would slap their hands and things like that well our team had just lost a double overtime game and the kids were using explicits, which sometimes happen at football, you know, and, and of course as coaches were on the field, we don't see the kids run into the locker room and we don't hear them. Uh, I mean, you hear words being said on a football field. Well, however, you and Tyler were playing football in the front yard and I just happened to be out there and I was watching you guys on the porch and, getting ready to, I think, to go to film or something the next day. And you two both came, you were hot and sweaty, and you both were dropping the F-bomb, like, F this, F this. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? And you both, too, with the sincerity of your face, you said, Dad, we're just being football players. We just lost the game. That's what your <laughs> players do when they come off the field. And, and I just... When you said that, a moment that you remember that's not like, you know, the greatest moment or anything, but I just remember that. And so I had a dad moment with you guys to say, okay, listen, sometimes what's said on a football field doesn't get repeated back. <laughs> and it was, that was just a memory of a story that I've had. There, there's many other stories in Disneyland, going to Disneyland with you guys, being at the beach with you guys. Um, uh, Last summer, being in Hawaii, absolutely amazing trip. So, I mean, you look at some of those things, but I would say first and foremost, um, you know, being a dad and, and seeing how happy our family is together. Yes, we do have issues and yes, we do have, problems and trials which makes us grow but those moments like that that's what i would say for my thing of of moments out there well that was awesome i wanted to leave off on a good note i know you know we've talked a lot of sports we we're kind of finding our little niche and everything but i still want to be able to you know sit down and have memorable moments when we have times like this with um you know my dad and brother it's awesome to hear these things um, we'll kind of just wrap everything up. Um, this last week, we are, we're at 390 followers on Instagram. So Sweet. 
thanks for everyone doing that. That's awesome. Uh, obviously, just keep on growing it. Um, TikTok's coming along. We'll get back on YouTube here in a little bit next week and stuff. We're just still trying to figure things out. But thanks again. It was awesome to have you guys on and share experiences and stories and ultimately just have a good time. And that's what we're here for. I wanted to just to say one thing also, and this is one thing I'm thinking about. I would love to see it in the comments and people, because that's one thing that I want more people to do is, is give a comment on it. But tonight, we today we went to um, my brother-in-law. He's a one-star general, and it was his retirement. I just want a comment, just anybody who wants to comment on it or throw it out there. Um, it was amazing, the retirement, and, and it just blew my mind of the things that he's accomplished in his life. But that was his, his world and whatnot. But what I want to know is what really defines you as a person? Just that's, that's going to be a talking point. I just want to get comments out there. What defines you as a person? Career, uh, whatever it may be, uh, schooling, where it was. Just what defines you as a person? I'd like to see some comments on that, and then we can build on that because I want to talk about that in probably our next podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can be able awesome. to put that. Even put it on like stories and stuff too. I know. I mean, okay. just to kind of get it out a little bit more, we can do stuff like that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you again, Tyler, for coming on and being on. Remember, yeah. tune in to Tyler's Get the Ball Rolling podcast when okay. he gets up and going. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you guys. Have a wonderful morning, drive, night, whatever, whoever, wherever you're listening. Have a wonderful day. It's the Hometown Boys. I guess we're signing off. Peace out. Bye.